and welcome everybody to another edition of the Heat Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Cantillo, joined always by my co-host, John Coker and Coach Dave Dixon. Um, and we're talking everything, NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, PGA Tour. Um, we could even throw a little MLS in there, but every time I mention something different to you guys, bowling, you guys never heard anything. Bowling's on I'll just I'll just throw it out there. We we discuss four plus four plus more. Okay, we go four for four plus more. All right, so we're gonna start off with NBA, and, and and first of all, before we start off with that, did you see on TMZ that they are gonna release the video of Robert Kraft? I, I don't even know if no. I want to see. Yeah, oh my. I'm just of what? Can let you me ask you something. What you were gonna are, say. Are, are, of the Robert Kraft hand hand job. Okay, <laughs> so will you watch? Simple question. Will you watch it? No. Will you be intrigued? John saying, "No, come on." You, if, if you're if you go on Twitter and through your feed, TMZ pops up and it says, "Warning, graphic video." It says Robert Kraft, you know, a, a secret camera hand job, whatever. You're not clicking play. No. You're, yes, you are. No way. But, <laughs> Look, if it's no, on if it's on TMZ at 4 p.m. with all kinds of stuff blurred out, I won't change the channel. Wait, I'm just saying but you're I, curious, but I ain't going on the internet and googling this stuff. I'm telling you I'm that just right saying, now, man. Yeah, man, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to look. I I, I don't know, man. I, well, let's get off of that. Thank um, you. Know what's cool about that though? The Facebook post about what did Robert Kraft give the stripper Kraft singles? Did you see uh, that? And that was, oh, Kraft oh, singles. Oh, I, I like that. I, was, man. I thought that was funny. Yeah. What was it? Was it white or yellow? They were uh, uh, the, yeah. the yellow, orange, the, uh, yeah, orange, orange, orange singles. Yeah, that's great. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Rob, man. Always does this good little hand job, and he's getting killed. Uh, everybody needs loving every once in a while, so yeah. nothing wrong with that. Um, NBA Sixers Nets, obviously, uh, we're tied one and one. Uh, big game tomorrow night. Uh, in, you know, game three. Uh, listen, I, I don't know. You know, we did a show phillyinfluence dot com, and you know, we went back and forth. Me, Sean, Mike, and uh, everybody says you can't look back to game one because. Game two should have erased your memories of game one. I completely disagree. Um, only because, listen, Joe's not right. I think we all know that the, the, the knee injury is significant enough to where he is not 100%. So this series is going to 100% rely around Ben Simmons. And Ben played phenomenal in game two. But we've seen this before. We've seen the inconsistencies of whether you want to call it a young player or not, but the inconsistency inconsistencies of Ben Simmons. So my thing is we basically gave the Nets a Super Bowl, 145 points, 51 points in the third quarter, most in, I think, in NBA playoff history. I just I don't know if that's going to happen again. And, and if you tell me that's what we need to score every game to beat the Nets, I think it's a problem. I really do. So um, I do like Brett Brown. I like the report of him calling out his players ahead of time because I think he coddles them way too much, and I think that's what I don't like about Brett, and I think that's a big deal, and I think that's what changed the whole atmosphere of the team. Uh, I know Jimmy Butler spoke on it. I mean, you know, here's a veteran guy who knows what it takes to win, right, all the years in Chicago. So my fear is there's no doubt they're going to win this series in my mind, but my fear is this series is going to drag out longer than it should. Um, and, and, you know, are you guys on the same page with that? I mean, yeah, did, did, I, yeah, I, I think this, this, this Nets team has to show some people that they're, they're pretty cre- courageous and, uh, they have, they're nothing, young. they have nothing to lose. I was going to say that they you're have, right. They have nothing to you're lose. Right. They're fire. They're living and dying on that three ball, right? They're, they're, they're shot. They're shooting the three ball like at an outstanding rate and, and their percentage of makes are. It was crazy. Yeah. That Dinwiddie, Joe yeah. Harris. Dinwiddie. You know, I mean, Dinwiddie's what just dropping James Harden step back threes like yeah. it's nothing. Yeah. D'Angelo Russell, oh, my Lord. Yeah, he's <laughs> just, he doesn't even need the rim. No. He, he just, it looks like the ball's just hitting all cotton. It is crazy. Um, And I don't know, man. It, it's it's. I think it's going to go longer than we wanted to. And what I liked about the big victory the other night is that Butler – 
didn't really score too much. He didn't. Um, game 34, one, 36 the first game, right? Yeah, yeah. He was he was the man in the first game. He kept us in it, his defense, everything. And you know what he said afterwards? I don't know if you heard him say he was upset at himself because he didn't have one assist in game one. He had 34 points, played tremendous defense, and was upset at himself. Put it in quotes of saying that I didn't have any assists. So he wants to get everybody involved in all that stuff. That's He just says the right stuff. And, he does. and that's the guy that, True we, veteran. that we got here. And, and we talk about this a lot, right? The teams that win the NBA championships are led by veteran teams. Yep. Um, something Ben said that I was disappointed that he said out loud after game yep. one, right? You Stay know, on the sideline. Yeah. Stay on that side. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, did you hear what Joel said? No. Or he you... came back and he said – that these people pay good money, they deserve the boo. If we play poorly, and I'm obviously paraphrasing a bit, but right. I mean he he was on point with saying that they deserve more. Joe gets it. Ben doesn't. Yeah, Ben. Um, he just doesn't get it. And how much longer do we continue to say the immaturity part? I, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think it's a cop out. I love him. You know I do. I'm a Ben supporter. I, I don't like that silliness and I, I like to chalk it up to being a young player the way he played the other night he was a stud he was and I believe that we're going to see more of that I mean I get it it's frustrating right it's yeah. frustrating you hear the people boo you're you know you're right after the game you throw a mic in your face and I get yeah. that and then the PR staff got to him and then he came out the next day and had to clean it all up right yeah. what's and a lot of people say oh you know he took it back he took it back let me tell you something you don't take anything back a married man understands that, guess what? If it comes out of your mouth, mm. you mean it. You were thinking yeah. it, you meant it, you said it, it's done. Can't take it back, right? So, I'm sorry, Ben, you can't take it back. Own up to it. Mm-hmm. I'd rather you come out and say, you know what? You're right. I feel like if you want to boo, then you need to go sit somewhere else. Yeah. I have no problem with yeah, that. I was pissed off that you were booing. I, you know, I'd be mad, but I, at least I'd be like, all right, this dude's real. Not come back the next day and then cover it up and, and kind of spoon feed back to the fans what you want them to hear or what, what you know they want you to say. You know what I mean? So... I, I won't buy that. And then, you know, you know, again, game two, he comes up, you know, the report comes out, you know, I, I understand there's a lot of, a lot of things going on about Brett Brown losing the team and, uh, you know, a, a game in Orlando during the season that Ben was out partying and, you know, they said it was flu-like symptoms and, you know, they asked Ben about it and he said, Hey, this is, you know, uh, basically say, get out of here with that. Uh, we're talking to playoffs that have, you know, that was in the season. We don't need to talk about that, whatever. But these are the kind of things, though, that you got to be careful of. And 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 whether this, you know, whether the report is right um, or wrong, you know, I, I don't really care. Okay, my point is where there's smoke, there's fire, and we've been talking about Brett Brown being too easy and coddling. And I, I could say that maybe – these players need more. They need, you know, you brought Jimmy Butler here to be the enforcer, right? They they had this problem in Minnesota with with, with uh, Carl Anthony Towns, okay, and, and uh, winless for Wiggins, right? They had this issue with them, and that's why Butler was outspoken. And so we don't want to get into that issue again, right? We don't want to get into that issue. So I'm I'm hoping that Brett can clean this up. And guess what? If he can't. And if it continue issue, depending on what happens, to me it's second round or I mean it's finals or bust. It's Eastern Conference Finals or bust. If you're not making the Eastern Conference Finals with this team, Brett's got to go. It's my my opinion. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm willing to get, be bygones, be bygones. I have no idea who the hell I'd want to be the head coach, but I think Brett Brown has run its course. And if he cannot get to the Eastern Conference Finals with this team, I think it's time to start looking for a new coach. That may be that may be the case. I mean, look, a lot of NBA players, professional players in general, they have very unique personalities, and you see the way Embiid acts. And I mean, you know, you, you mentioned Tone, like the it's the nature, and you know what you say. It's just it's yourself and your persona coming out, and what you say, you know, in the public eye. Um, you know, who knows if he's going to grow up or not? But I mean, I think. The bigger concern, and you mentioned about, you know, is this going to be a series? Are they going to, you know, take it to seven games? Who knows? Um, the thing with Ben, and I think it's going to be a problem the further we go in the playoffs, is it, his lack of shooting is really going to hurt him when he starts going against these upper echelon teams. 
And I think that's going to tend to be a problem, not necessarily against the Nets, but hey, who knows? I mean, if they shut him down, they shut him down. Um, but moving forward, you know he's not going to shoot the ball. He's he's going to drive and he's going to dish. And, and that's the There's problem. There's no respect for his shot. So when you get a smart defensive player, I mean, you know how it is. You you don't have to worry about it. You're just play, you're just playing the drive. So I I can see that becoming a problem. Um, you know, his personality's his personality. There's a lot of guys, professional athletes that aren't the most personable people. You're right. You know, you're right. You're absolutely right. And and that's why. Because he doesn't have the shot, he has to get to the rim. He has to take it to the house every time, right? And that's why I think Brett did have a good adjustment where he put him on a block a little bit more and let Jimmy run the play, right? Which I, I think is is a really good idea, and it worked, right? So, listen, I you know, he's still a talented player. He is. He really is. But the maturity level is what scares me. And for everybody to say, what you know, listen, they, they, they kind of compared him to LeBron James, right? Everybody say he's our LeBron James. I don't really remember LeBron being this immature in the press. Do you when he came in the league? I don't remember. I, I mean, I, I may be wrong, yeah. but I don't really remember. You know what I mean? I think he was more level-headed. You know what I'm saying? But listen, I get he's young. I understand that, but... You know, you, you got to be gonna be checked a little bit too. So he's got to understand he's a professional. He's getting paid a ton of money, and people are going to get mad if you don't play off the capabilities. And it's hard to be clutch if you can't hit a shot, and it, all it, you're it, worried yeah. about is driving. You can't. I, oh, I know. Will he ever be called a clutch player? Like you think about all Camping. these guys. You're down too. You know what I mean? You're giving it to these guys that are just going to nail the snot out of the ball you're every right. time. You know, he's not. He's never going to be in that conversation. He's ever. not. You know, yeah. well, Magic Johnson wasn't a clutch shooting guy for the Lakers either. You don't, and neither was John Stockton. You know, there's there's plenty of players in the NBA. That, yeah, but that they had shots. That wasn't their deal. Well, Magic had the, I'll, the, the I'll go jump Magic a, a little bit, but no, Stockton could shoot. He, I yes, he was not. He, he was not I, their yes, go-to guy. Correct. Though. Correct. When you're playing point guard, your your job is not to be the guy that takes the last shot of the game. That's just unless you're Steph Curry. Well, <laughs> you don't have unless you I'm gonna say, man, right? You unless you're Steph Curry. How many Steph Curry's are there? You don't have to right. be the last guy. Exactly. But you have to be a guy that can do it when that last guy is covered. No, well, you're right. Because you, you don't. You that's don't why you have Tobias Harris. That's why you have Jimmy True. Butler. Yeah, but yeah. where's Tobias Harris been? Well, that's just part. This is what now. Now you're bl- going to blame Brett Brown for right. Tobias Harris only having four points in game one. Shot. He didn't shoot that well in game two. Either. No. So we can't. I, I I know that your philosophy is you got to look at Brett. You have to. I believe you have to look at players and how well they execute. Like, would anybody here expect Bobby to be able to be as successful as he's been the last two playoff games, and for him to score as many points? And no one would have, right? Well, it depends. No, I don't think anybody yeah, but, would have considered his production where it is up to this point. Well, would they not consider it because they figured it was going to be a healthy Joel or he was going to play more minutes because Joel has been injured? Well, here, here, either way. You know what I'm saying? Either He's probably way, probably his more production minutes. is his, 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 his ability to produce. Is that part of coaching or is that because of Bobby's that good? Or, Bobby's not that good. So It's the, the scheme that they play. So the coaches are putting him in position to be successful. Uh, they're putting Embiid in a position to be successful. And I think when Bobby comes in for Embiid, he's just in that rotation, in that system. So I don't really think it's catered to Bobby to make him look that good. He's just falling in line. So you see him at – you see it right at the top of the key, right? His his little probably foul shot, right? Basically like a 15-footer, yeah. right? Everybody just – they go away from him and they yeah. leave him open. He's like, all right, what do I do? Let me just shoot. That's the play, right? The guys go to the outside. Yeah. They're covering the shooters. Yeah, but Embiid doesn't have and, that play. Oh, yes, he does. Embiid doesn't set he up drives. the el- elbow there. Uh, he does a lot. He's, he's Remember when he, he gets the ball He gets the ball at the top of the key at the three-point line. Yeah. Right. So. My, my point is that the coaches have done a good job of putting these guys in positions for the most part, in my opinion, to be successful. If you want to question their defensive scheme, I'm all for that. Right. We, well, we've it. been talking about that. Yeah, because these point guards, again, that we have a problem with point guards. Anybody Tobias, can shoot. Yeah. 
Let's be honest. Anybody I, can shoot, we're in trouble. Yeah, anybody can shoot, we're or in trouble. Are we playing basketball? You know what I mean? But I, I don't know. I, I don't want to blame. I don't want to blame uh, Brett all the time. No, uh, I, 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 I guess I think he's the, the players, easy guy, and I don't disagree with. He you. is. He's the easy guy to blame. I don't disagree with. You have to point the fingers. And I know that's what. I don't have a problem with doing that. But I, I honestly, I think that these players have to be held accountable, yeah. and that falls back on the coach. You have to make them accountable. So no, I agree. If they don't do a good job of that, then. Yes, he got. He has to go. Well, I think we all agree that you know they should beat the Nets. Um, you know, I you know I originally thought this was going to be a five game series. Now I'm thinking more like six or seven, uh, which I don't like because I think that's one of the reasons why in 2001 the Sixers were worn down because they played two seven game series in a row against Milwaukee and Toronto, and then they go and play the Lakers. Last thing and beat right. So you know they're tired. Boys are tired. You know. So uh, listen. You know, at the end of the day, it is what it is. Uh, you know, this all, to me, falls on Ben because of Embiid's injury. And, listen, we have the horses to do it. Problem is they just they just got to make shots and we got to play defense and, and we got to get out of this series with, a, with, with at least a six-game win. And then we'll be talking about Toronto. But you mentioned clutch, and I like that because it kind of segues into our next segment. Um, you know, if you follow us on Instagram – at the heat ratio, we're always posting some kind of, you know, image, video, uh, conversational point. And today, uh, I posted a video, uh, Reggie Miller, uh, you know, getting off a screen, hitting a three, game winning three, and it, it brought me to think about clutch. And I was a big Reggie Miller guy, always was a Reggie Miller guy. To me, uh, the best shooter in NBA history that never gets talked about. Everybody talks about Ray Allen. Everybody talks about Big Shot Bob. Okay, but nobody really talks about Reggie Miller, and I don't know why. Uh, you know, and what I want to what I want to talk about is you know talking about clutch shooters today in the NBA versus the clutch shooters of yesteryear, basically of yesterday. And I'm thinking you're you're on the clock, right? And you're 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 Brett Brown. Let's say you're Brett Brown, okay? Because he does have a, a lot of good. Uh, inbounds plays that are a timeout. So you're Brett Brown, and you could pick any player, not Sixer player, but any player in the NBA right now to take your game-winning shot. And you're going back in time as Brett Brown, and you could take a player from yesterday in NBA history to take your last game-winning shot. Who would it be? Who would your current player be? Who would your, your 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 guy from yesteryear be? Who would you pick? Who would be that guy? There's, I mean, listen, there's a ton of shooters in the NBA. Today, right? I'm going Steph Curry today. Are you going That's Steph Curry? It, yeah, I'm, it, I'm, it's a great I'm, pick. I'm just, I, look, I'm, there's a whole bunch of guys, like you said, there Steph is. Curry make it easy. How about you, Dave? You going Steph, too? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Are you? Today, I mean, I have one choice. Yeah, I, I don't know how, how you could get rid of uh, – not taking Steph Curry. Um, well, I would have. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie, Kyrie's a good one too. Uh, I, Kyrie's a good one, but Steph Steph is definitely magical. Yeah, he is. But after this year, I'm going Harden. I, I, I I'm oh, sorry. That's a great pick. Only because I you know you mentioned uh, D'Angelo Russell not needing any rim. Mm. James Harden. That I mean, yeah. I've never seen a guy knock the bottom. Uh, <laughs> you know, knock the bottom out of a shot more than James Harden. I, yeah. So, I, I, you know, if I if you're asking me right now, I'm taking James Harden. I really am. And what about back in the day? Who, who's your clutch guy for back? Who who you putting the game on a line back in the day? Who's it going to be? I you know, it's hard for me because I, I you know, I got a couple guys. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I you know for me, I love Reggie. I do. I think Reggie Miller, to me, I, you know, I, I, Reggie Miller is, you know, obviously you remember the choke game with Spike Lee, right, and Madison Square Garden, which was great. Um, but Reggie was always a guy, you know, everyone talks about the Jordan rules. We almost had the Reggie rules where he would just throw a dude to the side off a screen and get open, you know. And you think about that team, right? You think about that team in Indiana where, now, it wasn't always Larry Bird as the head coach. Was that Rick Carlisle team? Was that a Carlisle team back that in the day? That's right, yeah. Rick Carlisle. So, yeah. I mean, when you had Antonio, Dale Davis, mm-hmm. Antonio and Dale, mm-hmm. and then you have Reggie, 
that you had uh, uh, Nate McMill was on that team. That Who, left shrimp. Who was their point guard? Was on that team. Was it Travis Best? You said Detlef Shrimp. I'll never – Detlef Shrimp? Oh, I remember I, re- I remember drafting, and we were drafting, and the guy was looking at some sheet, and he said, I'll take uh, this P. Shrimp. He thought it was a P instead P. of D. Who was our point He's guard, He's like, I'll Dave. take P. Shrimp. Detlef Shrimp? P. Shrimp? He, he wasn't on – the Shrimp was on that team, was he? Maybe he was. Yeah, Detlef was on there. Okay. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. So it wasn't that – was it wasn't Kenny Anderson, was it? I thought it was Travis Best. Mark Jackson. Mark, ja- Mark yeah, Jackson. There you go, Mark yep. Jackson. Yep. Yeah. Travis Best was after Mark Jackson. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, they, I think Sam, old ass Sam Perkins was off the bench on that team too. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, they they had a nice squad, but Reggie got to be my clutch guy. But if I had to go one B, it's got to be a big shot, Bob. How, Has how Bob, not, Robert Ory ever not hit a game winning shot? How do you not pick Michael Jordan? Be, I, I think that's the obvious pick, right? So, I, all right. So I have him as two, right? MJ's the pick, obvious pick. Everybody's going to pick Michael. So I got one, Chris Mullins. Chris Mullins, mm. wow, Golden State alumnus. Yes, I mean he was a dream teamer. Yeah, he was. He's a Hall of Famer, uh, and we didn't get to see enough of him. Another guy that never gets talked about. Yeah, Reggie Miller's really, really good choice. Reggie Miller. He was a sniper. How about you. the game he won? They were they were down by like nine or ten. Yeah, we had nine points in eight seconds. Yeah, yep. Hey, he literally stole the ball, ran back to the three point line, yeah. turned and shot and hit yeah. that. Yep, he, he was remarkable. Yeah, that that game. I mean, that was ridiculous. He <sighs> hit like three or four shots with like eight less than. Yeah, dude, and won the game. Wasn't even right. Yeah, it, Reggie, it, Reggie Reggie's a stud. He is a stud. What about you, John? What are you going back in the day? I, it it got to be Jordan. I would say Reggie is the other one that I would really look to. I mean, is is Larry Bird up I, there? Hey, I he's mean, got it. He's a, a shooter, little, man. A little bit further. Why back. not? I Ray mean, Allen. Nobody talked about Ray, Ray Allen, Allen either. And well, and then I I got I got a couple uh, of randos. Oh, here, you know right, I mean? Randos. I like this. Randos. Go ahead, hit it. No, look. If, you you got one shot to take. All right. That, okay. you know, those guys have proven right. time and time. What about a Glenn Rice? Oh, Glenn Rice, dude. Shoot, shoot. Oh, the from Miami, the, yep. the Lakers, the yep. Hornets. Glenn he was Rice. everywhere, dude. Dan Marley. Oh, Thunder Dan. The God of Thunder. Dan Thunder Marley. Dan Marley. Think about, ready? Think about that team. Remember that Suns team with Thunder Dan, with Barkley and Richard Dumas, Kevin oh Johnson, Chris Chambers. Chris Chambers. Yeah, man, that was a team, yeah. dude. Yep. Damn, Thunder. Rex Chapman was on that team, yep. too. That was uh, Paul Westfall was the, was head, the coach. head coach. Yep, very good. What, dude, what about Mark Price? Yo, never talked guy. about. Never. He was no. always overshadowed in that. What era, about his partner? I mean? Craig Elo could shoot the Craig rock, Elo, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Craig, yep. that was the. Uh, Cleveland uh, who else was yep. on that team? Brad Doherty. Brad Doherty. Larry Nance. Right, yep. Mark. Pro- oh my lord! See that mm. they were the good days, man. Mm. Yeah, you know who could shoot? I know it, this is really far fetched, but Rex Chapman could shoot the lights out too back in the day. He was no joke. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, you're talking. There was a lot of shooters back then, man. Mm. Even Mad Max, Vernon Maxwell, at the end of the, end of the game was was nasty, dude. Sam Cassell was a sniper that nobody talks about. Sam Cassell. Could shoot the rock. Del Curry. No, there's another one. Del Curry. Absolutely. Oh man. So you're now you're naming Terry names. Porter Porter. Clyde the Clyde Yo, the Glide. Remember that team? Yeah. That's an our team. Who was uh Buck Williams, Kevin yep. Duckworth, Duckworth, yeah, Jerome Kersey, Kersey, Terry Porter, yep. and uh you Drexler. just said and, and Clyde the Glide. Yep. Very dude, good, was, yeah. Oh, dude, I'm a basketball historian. Yeah. Jigsaw is on fire tonight. <laughs> but that brings us up. You, you talk about these names. Another Instagram post was, uh, I found this on random uh, random Instagram. I retweeted it, uh, basically rebranded it just for conversation. But it listed, somebody put who they thought the best player was in on every franchise. Like, literally, like every NBA franchise, right? So there was some really, really interesting picks. Uh one that I want to talk about is Toronto's. And basically, Toronto had DeMar DeRozan listed as their best player 
and not Vinsanity. How is it not Vinsanity? Am I wrong here? I mean, I think I'm going to even take Tracy McGrady over DeMar DeRozan. Uh, so I was, I, I was kind of blown away by that. But, I mean, I, I, you know, there's a couple of, obviously LeBron James at Cleveland is a no-brainer, right? I mean, nobody's arguing that. Uh, the Nets, Jason Kidd. I guess somebody's really arguing that. That's haven't had phenomenal players over the years, right? Uh, how about the Hornets with Kemba Walker? Is mm-hmm. Kemba Walker the best Charlotte Hornet to ever play? Alonzo Mourning, no love. Oh, yeah. Don't say Alonzo yeah. Mourning, no love. You Larry know, Johnson. The, uh, Grandma Ma. I mean, yep. we've talked about him. Uh, you know, the, the Mavericks, Dirk Nowitzki. I think that's a – Steve Nash. Uh, is Dirk the Magic Nowitzki. has uh, Howard. That, yeah, no Shaq. Really? Hell, no or, Penny. Or Penny. No or, Shaq or, or Penny. You, you, Dwight Howard. That's wrong. Uh, sorry. Uh, the Pistons. Isaiah. I'll go for that. Dave, Coach Dave brought up a good one with the Lakers. Magic Johnson. No, uh, Louis Alcindor. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Right. They ha- I, I'm looking at it. They have him as a buck. Uh, as a buck, probably. Yeah, the Louis Alcindor days. Right. I mean, what, I, who I, do they have for the Jazz? Because I just in my head, do you the pick, mailman? Do, I was gonna say, do you pick Stockton or Malone? It's a tough one. Malone scored all the buckets. Yeah, but I mean, he, wouldn't have, that, he wouldn't have scored them if he didn't have Stockton. Give that's it to a him. tough one, man. The Thunder's Kevin Durant. Uh, you know, Celtics is is Bill they, Russell. They got Bill Russell, who has eleven championships. Eleven. A couple Tim, of them as a coach. Tim Duncan, obviously, for the Spurs. I think that's a no-brainer. Um, uh, one Elijah of my, Wan, do they, do they one have, of my favorites is do they Elijah Wan. I love they have the uh, LeBron for the Cavs and yeah. the Heat. Both no, of them. No, Dwayne Wade. <laughs> Dwayne Wade for the Heat. So I, I, I like the Dwayne Wade pick. Dr. J for the Sixers. I don't think anybody will argue that. Um, you know, obviously, everybody loves AI. Uh, but you got to go, got to go, Doctor J. Even maybe Moses. Yeah, Doc won his championships. Yeah, I mean, right? you know, it, it, it's hard to go against him. Or Chamberlain. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. What, what am I forgetting? I'd say Moses or Wilt, right? Yeah. So potentially AI could be like four. Wilt's not even on any of these teams. No, he's not. No, he's not. He could be on a couple. Yeah, definitely yeah. could be on a couple. Bob Pettit for the Hawks. You know, I, I don't know enough about him. I don't know either. I mean, I'm, first thing I think of with the Hawks is I, I go Neek, yeah, right? I right. mean, because that's with my his, time. With his box yeah, windmill, double-handed oh, windmill. Yeah. Oh, you know man. what I mean? That's a tough shot. Yeah, <laughs> uh, ramming that home. How about the? Is that the Grizzlies with Marcus All? Yeah, yeah. Really? They don't have much time in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Isaiah Thomas. Wait a minute. You don't put Big Country in there? Uh, <laughs> Our Big Country, yep. Bryant Reeves. Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, that's a no-brainer to me. Detroit. Uh, uh, the Bulls, come on. I mean, is there <laughs> Scotty Pippen? Yeah, uh, yeah Scotty. Beam me off, Scotty. Mm-hmm. Oscar Robinson for the Kings. Wes Unsell for the for the Bullets for Washington, huh? Alex English, Nugget. Nuggets have not really had any uh, any traction. Kevin <laughs> Garnett stars for the. Uh, that's a that's an interesting one, I think. For the Wolves. You know what I mean? That's an interesting one. Uh, but KG was the man. So yeah, a lot of listen, a lot of NBA. I, I'm a big NBA historian, man. I love looking back. I love watching highlights, but yeah, watching watching some of those clutch shots today. I mean, you guys named it was just it was just really really good. Uh, speaking of clutch, before we switch to the NFL with the NFL schedule being released uh, the other day, which obviously is the big story. Uh, we'll talk a little Eagles, a little Russell Westbrook, a little Carson Wentz, but Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods. I know it's about three, four days since he won. I don't care. I don't because, you know, I was literally, uh, I, I don't know how you guys felt, but before, we, we talked about this on this show, um, that I, I, I thought he was going to win. I just had that feeling that, you know, we everything was going the right way leading up to the event for Tiger. And that Sunday, I turned it on, it was like, I think he teed off at 940. I literally watched until 5:30. Like I watched every I didn't move. My wife was like, "Oh, we got I don't I'm not moving. I'm not leaving. <laughs> I'm watching." And I and, and the thing the great thing about the Masters is there's really not that many commercials. Like they go to a commercial and boom, you're already back. Like you're back. Like you can't even, you know. So, it was great. I, I watched every hole, every putt, every chip, 
every drive. And I'll tell you what, man, I was standing up. And I thought, you know, the only thing I wish I think would have captivated it even more is if he would have hit that birdie on 18. You know, he, that long putt, I think it was like a 17-yard putt. Yeah. Or 17-foot putt. And uh, I was like, I could just see him back in the day racing the ball down with that fist pump. You know, he had to chip in the win. But uh, is there anything like it I, I, in sports? Of all sports, is there any event like Tiger Woods on a Sunday going for the win? I'll be honest. I I, <laughs> I was pretty happy and excited for him. You know what was cool was all, all the big names waiting for him yes. to come in after he had won. Um, on that, on top of seeing um, him embrace his children, I thought that was great too. Um, but yeah, Tiger, that was that was exciting. I know we discussed it, and we were hoping the best for because I mean he is, you know, he's the reason why golf is relevant. That's for sure, in my opinion. Um, and also, how about? <laughs> How about the security guard? Yo, how about that? I almost oh took him my out. Oh, God, dude. Could you imagine? <laughs> oh, my God. That would have been worse. Did you see that, John? Oh, no. Oh, it was bad. Oh. All, all I kept thinking about was, like, some type of uh, goofy comedy movie where that was, like, uh, Chris Farley or something as a security guard and taking out <laughs> Chris Farley. Taking Chris out Farley. Tiger, Tiger Woods as he's about to win, like, this great event and he breaks his leg. Uh, he was that close. The, the still shot of him almost hitting the guy, hitting Tiger, was like inches away from taking him out completely. Pretty funny stuff. Uh, and when we watch a replay, it's it's comical. It really is. Oh, dear. But when you – you know, one of my favorite moments of that, and I know obviously if – first of all, if you didn't shed a tear watching him hug his kids at the end and hearing – I mean – you're you're just you're not you're not into it like yeah. we are, uh, but it was it was such an emotional moment. But to see, I think it was Kapka, or I think he was on sixteen. And first of all, Molinari just did the ultimate choke job ever. I mean, just played the tin cup thing all over again. Yeah. I mean, it's like, dude, he just completely choked. Yeah. That was called tiger pressure yeah. all over, right? But to see Kapka get ready to get up and drive, and to hear the roar of Tiger, and he's got to stop. Like, you can't even concentrate. Like, it is unheard of. I can't say this enough. I know I've said it a hundred times, but I cannot, you know, just, you can't replicate or duplicate that kind of energy in any other sporting event. Nobody takes over a day like Tiger. Twitter, Facebook, email, you know, news alerts, TV, sports, everything is tied. Nobody else, nothing else, nothing else, right? Nothing else. 15, Pretty remarkable. Oh, dude. It, yeah. Especially that he may never played again. Yeah. That back injury was pretty significant. Yeah. You know, for him to come back like that. Well, he said, didn't he say like two years, almost two years ago? He was ready to give it up. He was done. He yeah. told, he, he said to, who did he tell? Was it Ernie Els or it was somebody that it, one of the There's his, a name. He Ernie said Ells. to somebody at an event, he's like, I'm done. I'm done. And for him. You to- could say it. You could yeah. say it. it. He just wasn't the same. You know? How about Sergio? Sir- where was. Sergio Garcia? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. You, you know, every year there's certain guys that just don't make it hmm. um, that you're used to seeing. But uh, I mean, Bubba Watts not a good showing. I mean, he he turned it on a little bit at the end. He had a couple Eagles. Um Again, uh, Capkin was right there. Uh, it, it, and the funny thing is, you're watching guys like Dustin Johnson, Jason Day, Capkin, Rory McIlroy. Those guys are there because of Tiger. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, and that's what's crazy. Yeah. Tiger paved the way yep. for all those cats, right? And what's amazing is Tiger sits at 43. 43 years old. He wins his 15th major. Okay, the oldest to win since Jack Nicholas in 1986. Okay, and here's the best part about us guys in our, you know, our we're middle aged, right? In our middle aged years, we got to not only see Tiger in his prime, but you know, re- basically it revitalized the sport of golf. Now we're watching him reinvent it in our middle aged years in his 40s. Yeah. So that's what's crazy. I mean. He only needs three more major wins, dude, to be the best of all time. And he's got two coming up that he's very familiar with. Yes. So, 
I, very familiar with. Yeah. And this has just gave him, you know, the utmost confidence to be able to do that. Uh, you know, and you look at the green jacket tally, right? Mm. Jacket six, Tiger five, Arnie at four. Mm. I mean, you know, he, you, we could actually be witnessing the greatest golfer to ever play the game. Yeah. I mean, which is, it is, it, it, it's phenomenal. And I can't wait for the next tournament. I don't even know what the next tournament is. Uh, I don't know if is, it's is Pebble it Beach, is it Augusta? Uh, it's those. I think it is those two. I'm not sure. Yeah, I just order. don't know which one it is. Uh, but we all know Augusta. Augusta National, I think, is next. It may be. I'm, I'm not. I'm not positive. Not up on my golf game. But all I know if it's on, if it's on, I'm watching. I really am. Uh, but NFL, man. Before I get to the NFL schedule, uh, that really, uh, you know, again, the Eagles are just taking over prime time. Uh, but I, I have to. I get a lot of heat. Okay, when you know Carson Wentz talked to the media last week and. You know, I got a lot of heat because, and all I did is is basically take the quote that Carson actually said, and I put it on a picture and made a meme and just asked, hey, does this concern you? Because it concerned the hell out of me that a guy who we want to lead still isn't recovered from an injury that I was told, and you were told, and John was told, that he could have played if pressed into action last year but it wasn't that big of a deal but he's still still not recovered five months later i'm a little concerned and people oh, oh here he goes again overreacting jigsaw with the hot take jigsaw says this jigsaw says that. listen i'm just asking the question isn't it concerning that he's not healed yet i would think so it's not what you want to hear but i'm not Concerned hey, I'm not where, ringing a panic alarm, but right. all I'm saying is uh, I'm, I'm starting to think in the back of my mind, like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. That's yeah, all. It, it's an uncomfortable feeling. Yeah. You don't, you don't, I mean, this, uh, you, you want to be healthy. You don't want to be going into these things still dealing with injuries. Yep. You want to go into the off season as fresh as you can, focused on getting into football shape, focusing on the season, not focusing on rehab. Right. I agree. Uh, and, and that's what concerns me. Here's here's my concern is, and I've said this before, this kid has a problem healing. Not only does he have a problem with getting injuries, he has a problem healing. And and, and absolutely, we're we're about to be paying this guy how much money? That's the other point. And he's going to be our franchise quarterback, which I've said before, I'm okay with him, and I want him to be our franchise quarterback, but you obviously need to be concerned about Injuries and his healing process because there's he didn't have surgery. No, because they said it's a a natural heal, right? right. I I mean, right. I never broke my back, thank yeah. God. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, you know, you're right. I mean, this guy doesn't heal right. So we're five months away from August from camp, and right. I mean. So that means he's not going to do any OTAs, and, and that's not, not, and that's my concern, right? Right. Because well, you put that meme out, and I and we talked about this. Yeah. I, I I said in a kidding fashion, Nick Foles' back is healthy. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't see well, that. I you know what, man? I had yeah. so I think I was just frustrated because I was getting killed. Yeah, well, uh, you know. I said it, I said it jokingly, but you know, I, there are some fans out there that are exactly. Saying that, why? Why would we franchise this kid? Why would we do this? Why would we when he when he obviously has injury problems? I mean, it's a legitimate question. It's a legitimate right. concern. It is legitimate. And um, so, until he proves he can stay, I don't want to say a season healthy. He's got to say stay multiple seasons healthy. Yeah. And how hard is that as an NFL quarterback? Uh, but, listen, it's not easy. Right. It's not easy, especially. Uh, you know, listen, especially with with the kind of offense that Doug Peterson runs, yeah, right. We're gonna it, chuck it sixty times, right? I mean, it, it's not easy. It's not. So, uh, it, I I'm not overreacting, but I'm concerned for the simple part of exactly what you said, Coach Dave. Was, you know, I want this guy to be ready for OTAs, training camp. I don't want to hear the cop out or the excuse. Oh, we gotta get this guy a couple games to get the rust off. And then, no, no, no. When we open up Week One. Against the Redskins, mm-hmm. I want a 100% Carson Wentz uh, because 
if we're going to compete for a Super Bowl, we need a 100% Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, so, yeah. So, get, get healthy, Carson. Uh, I'm not trying to say anything bad. I'm just saying I'm a little concerned. That's all. Uh, but with the schedule coming out, we talk about, uh, you know, go, going against the Redskins. And I'll tell you what. I am not a guy that breaks down the schedule. Like, this is a win, this is a loss, they're going away. I think it's ridiculous. I'm sorry. I mean, we don't even know who these teams are going to be on paper. You have no idea what's going to happen. To, to do a whole show on this is a win, this is a loss, I think is absolutely insane. It's asinine, and I never do it. Uh, but So so I'm just looking at basically primetime games, right, or games that I want to see. So, you know, you, you go right from Sunday to a Sunday night football game in week two against the Falcons, which I can't wait to see in Atlanta. Okay, they're always good games against the Eagles and the Falcons, right? But then we get week four, another a Thursday night game in Lambeau. Man, how great of a trip that would be if I could get off. Uh, that would be a fantastic, fantastic. What time of the year is that? At, that's September 26th. Yeah, that's a good time you, to you go to Lambeau. You shouldn't have snow at least. No, that's you should be able, to go. It'll probably be about 40 but no snap. <laughs> you know what I mean? But then, yo, week seven, Sunday Night Football, at, October 20th, at Dallas, at Big D. Uh, you know, again, another Sunday Night Football game, right? And then week 11, everybody's got circled, rematch against the Super Bowl champion, New England Patriots. Do we right? run Philly-Philly again? Yeah, right. And that's a that's a primetime game, 4 o'clock. Okay, mm. it's a primetime game. Mm-hmm. Uh the next week, another prime Sunday night football again at home against the Seahawks. Uh, we're going to talk about Russell Westbrook, uh, Russell Westbrook, Wilson. Russell Wilson in a couple minutes, right? Then two weeks later, we get Monday night football at home against those formidable foes, the New York Giants. Uh, and then we have again Dallas, another prime time game at home in week 16. Then we finish up against the lowly Giants. But, uh, you know, listen, again. Four or five primetime games, six primetime. I mean, it just shows people want to watch the Eagles, okay? They're defending Super Bowl champions of a year and a half ago, okay? But still, all in all, uh, they are a really good show to watch. But we need Cal- we need Carson to be healthy. But the biggest thing is a draft coming up. And I, I think what I, all I wanted to do is obviously I'm not a I'm not a guru breaking out draft picks. I'm not you know my, my man Adrian does a great job for that affiliateinfluencers.com. I, I have no desire to do that. I look at YouTube highlights. I say, oh, I like this guy. You know, it looked good. Which I I, I looked at DK Metcalf, which I think is just a freak, freak of nature. Had an unbelievable combine. And how I would love to see him in Eagle Green. Now I tweeted it out today, and somebody wrote me about, oh, it's just. Doriel Green Beckham all over again. Nah, dude. It's not Doriel Green Beckham. Sorry, this dude's legit in my opinion. Uh, but one of my guys, and I know Dave uh, is going to know this name because I know Coach Dave knows Lyman. Montez Sweat is just looks like a phenomenal interior lineman. Uh, would, would love to see him. Uh, would love to see him in Eagle Green. I know it's not going to happen unless they trade up to like five or six. Okay. Um, you know, they, they brought in Miles Sanders, uh, you know, from from Penn State in a running back position. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But what do you think is the biggest need on draft day for the Eagles? I, I still think it's line. Uh, you know, either way, uh, I think it's defensive line and offensive line because I still don't think we have that sniper or specialist. Like a remember that guy who played for the Packers? about seven, eight years ago, KGB, uh, right? So he was a sack specialist, right? That's what I think we miss on this team. It's not Brandon Graham. It's not Derek Barnett. It's not that a a special guy that's going to go in there and just just rug shit up, man. Just ruffle some feathers, get into the quarterback, and give somebody to think about. You know, on the opposing uh, on the opposing offense all the time. So I'm going with defensive offensive line. What do you think their biggest need is? Yeah, I I agree with both of that. Around the same, I mean, right? I, I mean, other than quarterback. Ah, um, oh, see, he had to throw a little quick I shot know. in there. I, I I believe, yeah. Well, poor car. Defensive ends, <laughs> defensive ends, um, tackles, offensive tackles. You know they're they're high priorities on every every football team, and if you notice what we've we've done in the draft, you know we try and 
take defensive ends yeah. high, high, and this kid. Well, I mean, this kid sweat from Mississippi or uh, yeah, Mississippi State. He's a stud. Yeah, he's gone in first five. Oh, I, I think they had him and Bosa. Yeah, him and well, obviously Bosa. Yeah, um, that's why I said Montez sweats a pipe dream. Yes, yeah, <laughs> but would love to have him. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that there's somebody else out there at defensive end position in the first. I, I you're probably. I believe it's going to be either offensive lineman or defensive why, end, right? And not just offensive, a tackle. I agree. A tackle, not a guard, right? A yeah. guard you can get anywhere. Yeah, and and a lot of times they they draft tackles and they make them guards these days. So, um, you know, this draft is huge for the Eagles. They need several different things. I'm sure just a, a lot like uh, the rest of the NFL teams. But um, you know, you look at defensive back. You know, we could draft three defensive backs. We how about linebacker? How about middle linebacker? I, uh, I know, I know, we don't put a high priority put, on that, but they, they're t- they don't put the a high priority. The only thing you don't need is a tight end. <laughs> no, we don't need a tight end. Tight ends are good. Yeah, yeah. tight ends. Yeah. Tight, tight ends, ends wide receivers. You're that's <sighs> you're fine. You're fine there for now. There's a I, I, dude. I still have this. Yeah. I, I still have what, a vision of uh, Nelson Aguilar getting traded by draft day. Well, you know what? But there's still – you could find gems in the draft at receiver in the third round. Gems? Fourth, yeah. Third, fourth round where you don't have to spend that high pick and still still get a good No, I, I agree. I, I think you could find them. I do. Um, I really do. But I think this – they're calling this, I think, one of the best drafts ever for defensive linemen. Yeah. It's so deep, they're saying. So – uh, I think, you know, that's why I kind of surprised you that they re-signed Brandon Graham. I was a little surprised. You, you know, not saying I hate the move. I don't love the move. It still puzzles me a little bit. Uh, you know, Howie made a comment about you can't get younger just for the sake of getting younger. So I'm like, okay, Callie, what the hell are you talking about? So, like, you know, because a lot of his moves, and we talked about it on the show, are veteran moves. He's been re-signing or signing veteran players on the other side of 30. Um, listen, you know, I know they have a plan. All I'm saying is that this offensive line is concerning a little bit because Brandon Brooks is not going to be right. You know, you tear Achilles at that, you know, at that, that kind of size, uh, it'll be mid season before he even gets back on the floor. In my opinion, uh, you know, I'll tell you, coach Dave, your boy has been getting major praise. Jordan Mailata. They say this kid is phenomenal. Now, obviously, we don't see him on game tape yet, right? But they're saying the progress this kid has made at a tackle position is something special. So I'll tell you what, man. I don't know if that was a Joe Douglas pick, if that was a Howie Rosen pick, but if this kid pans out, wow, what a genius. Maybe Howie does deserve that sculpture. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know, so man. We're saying that we have nine draft picks this year, this season. So far. Yeah, it says the Eagles are expected to have nine draft picks, including compensatory picks in this yeah, which, draft, yeah, you don't, as yeah. for now. So, I mean. That... Don't, don't, don't round the roster out. I mean, you know, don't, move, don't make some moves. They'll trade some picks. Uh, you know, they may they, listen. They may trade a couple picks for a player or two. Who knows? Uh, you know, there's still a lot of players out there. You know, on teams that are kind of getting dangled out of there. Lee is another guy, linebacker from the from the Jets, who it keeps getting uh, talked about. Clark from the Seahawks keeps getting talked about. Uh, there's a lot of guys out there that maybe interest the Eagles, and that's why I keep thinking that that Nelson Aguilar will be gone by draft time. I may be wrong, uh, but I still think. Uh, that that is a scenario that may happen, uh, but talk about Clark and talking about the Seahawks. We talked mentioned Russell Wilson earlier, um, highest paid player in NFL. Uh, there was a you know it's funny. Uh, Vin, I love Vince Quinn. Vince Quinn's my I l- listen to Vince Quinn, Bleeding Green Nation, WIP. Uh, you know he always puts some stuff out and he put a, t- a tweet out there a couple days ago before Russell Wilson signed a contract because there was some issues supposedly between you know like there always is negotiations but he was saying would you trade a Carson Wentz and a first round pick for Russell Wilson and it was funny to see the reaction of Philly fans like oh my god never I'm never giving up Carson I'll tell you what man you may have to think about that 
I, I'm just, I'm just, you know, what what Coach Day mentions about the vulnerability of the injuries, uh, you know, and 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 really not a hundred percent concise on this guy actually being the man, uh, even though we know the potential. You get a guy like Russell Wilson on the on the what's he twenty nine? Russell Wilson twenty nine, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, or, or he may just be, he actually is 30, but still for a quarterback, he's got a good five, six years, right? So, you know where you can go with Russell Wilson. So I think it was a good question, but what I want to ask you guys is obviously he beats out Aaron Rodgers now as one of the highest paid quarterbacks. Cause now he is the highest paid player in the NFL, uh, until Julio Jones gets his extension. You watch, but, um, if you had a drive, we talked about football, uh, basketball earlier about clutch shots. But if you had a drive, game winning drive on the line, and you only had two options: Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. Who you taking? You still going Magic Man? Or are you passing the torch over to Russell Wilson? What do you think, Coach Dave? What do you think? Aaron Rodgers all day. Yeah, I I stay with Aaron Rodgers. How about you, John? Same. Yeah. Yep. I'm going Russell Wilson, and the only reason why I'm going Russell Wilson is because. You know, I'm a big Sierra fan. Uh, you know, obviously that's his wife. But uh, I'm just, just throwing it out there. Uh, but, but uh, no, because I just, I've seen Aaron Rodgers obviously perform magic. But I've also seen a little bit of a, a knock on the armor, so to speak, over the last couple of years. So I'm just thinking if I need that drive and I need a leg to run out a couple yards, get a first down. Yeah. I'd rather go Russell Wilson, so i go Russell Wilson. Uh, but still, either way, can you really go wrong, right? Can you really go wrong? I don't well, think so. Well, I guess what it comes down to is if you're under a minute, I would much rather have Aaron Rodgers slinging it than Russell Wilson. If, you got, if you're trying to close out a game with a five-minute drive – Okay. Oh, if you talk minutes, it. I didn't throw minutes in there. No, I know. Johnny. But I'm I'm thinking little about little Johnny's throwing minutes. I'm thinking about all right, team comes That's down true. and gives That's you true. a minute and a half. I trust Aaron to drive down the field eighty yards more because I feel that he's a more prolific passer, pure passer than Russell Wilson. But That's in terms true. of leading like offense that. down the field, you give him more time because I don't I just don't see Will Wilson he, he does a lot of improvising too. And you know what I mean? Uh, he does. I just don't see him as that much of a, uh, I don't want to say accurate passer. I mean, he, well, he's not even close to Aaron Rodgers. Right. Accuracy. So, I mean, uh, I, I just, I, I like Aaron. I like Aaron. Maybe, I like maybe Aaron. I'm being a little rough saying not even close, but. Yeah, he did. That was a little harsh. I, I, and we, I've watched this playoff game. Remember, uh, Russell Wilson dropped it right in ball. Went, oh, oh, it was a beautiful throw. Beautiful. Yeah. It was a beautiful throw. But I think Aaron Rodgers does that more with frequency. I has think the, he used to do it more he has with the frequency. propensity of making Ooh, those throws. The propensity. Then more than wow. Russell does. You went mm-hmm. prolific. You went propensity. I don't even well, know how to follow that up. My vernacular is unbelievable. A vernacular? Yeah. He's a walking thesaurus. Yeah. <laughs> Dave's the other day he right was now. calling me Willie Mammoth. Willie Mammoth. Mammoth. It was so mean. It was very mean. He said. Little, little Johnny called Willie Mammoth. It was a compliment. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how the hell that's a compliment. Me that's neither. what Dave said. <laughs> that's what she said. It's all in the context. That's what she said. But uh, listen, let's finish up with a little baseball talk. Uh, we got about six minutes left on this podcast. Uh, talk, I don't know how we fit so much in, which is fantastic. But uh, Christian Yelich, I mean, I mean. Can you say enough about this guy? Superstar. Right? We've And listen, I obviously talked about him a couple of weeks ago, but, as, I mean, it's like he's got the MVP locked up already. Wow. I mean, this dude's unbelievable. You know, I, I don't even know where he came from. Like, yeah. I know he was with the Marlins, obviously, but, like, where did this kid come from? He's just taking over Major League Baseball. He really is. Yeah, he's, he's a stud. I was hoping we would get him when he was – they I'm were dangling him out there. Oh, my gosh. They were dangling him. you imagine him in that lineup right now? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. instead of O'Double. <laughs> yeah. O'Double. Did you see him almost get picked off at third yeah, base the other dude. night? I, I don't He Did annoys you see me. John? No. He annoys oh, me. Oh, my Lord. That would have been so detrimental. I mean. Uh, that, oh, there's another one. Detrimental. You sound uh, like Gabe now. See, he's been listening to Gabe. I, I do not listen to Gabe. <laughs> uh, he's been listening watch, to Gabe. You watch the post games? Yes, I do. You listen to him? Yeah, I like listening to him. Uh, you do? 
Yeah, the intestinal fortitude what is, of our players. What is wrong with you? You like listening <laughs> I don't to know, man. I, I'm curious about what he's going to say and how he's going to describe yeah. every facet of the game. You know what I mean? It's just he's he's a very charismatic individual. Yeah, he is, he and is. he's he's, he's a, very tan, he's a, by the way. So he is tan. Yeah, I don't want to say in what areas, but yeah, oh. uh, that was in his own bio, yeah. by the way. That, are you talking about the anal bleaching? No, oh, I was there. Talking, we go. I don't know about that part, but he did say he does <laughs> sign his testicles. Yeah. I, I just heard that on an episode of um, Two and a Half Men. Anal bleaching. I think it was yesterday. I was like. Like, my jaw dropped because I was like, wow, that's now the second time I heard that. Dude, I, listen, I've heard I heard two things, not to get on a side, but anal bleaching and vaginal rejuvenation. Okay, I was watching a show. Gabe Kapler does these things? <laughs> Kapler doesn't. Do, but I was watching a show, right? It was, uh, did you ever watch the, uh, the, the Todd Grizzly show, the Grizzlies? It's on, uh, it's on USA. It's a reality show, right? But... His wife's like, hey, honey, I came home with a menu. He's like, she's like, what do you think? He's like, what do you mean? And she's like, yeah, I'm thinking about getting this done. And he's like, what is vaginal rejuvenation? And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, what the hell is that? I've never heard of such a thing. But, hey, man, if you get their anals bleached and their, their vag rejuvenated, Maybe God we should do them. a show on that next week, what exactly um, that is. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I think we're, uh, step by step. Yeah. They're, John's they're, smiling. John, <laughs> he's thinking, no, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's got his computer out. He's Googling it right now. <laughs> it's right next to the blue waffle. Oh, say, here we go. Say, I'm, I'm load management. Just Google that. Uh, but, uh, now nah, listen. We talk about Christian Yelich in a couple of minutes, but how about our own Scotty Jetpack coming to life a little bit for the Phillies? Uh, this guy's on a tear. Obviously, listen, obviously we know what he's capable of. I think this kid has to play. I think Cesar Hernandez is watching it, watching his job just slip by little by little by little. Obviously, he's in there because Segura got hurt, uh, which I know if I remember you telling he gets hurt a couple times every year with his hammy, yeah. so uh, obviously. But uh, I think Cesar's a little nervous, don't you? I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm agreeing with you. Kingry needs to show us more, uh, and we need to see more of him. We sure, certainly pay him well enough. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess, what do you do? Cesar and Herrera for a pitcher? I would do that. Bumgarner? I would love Bumgarner. Think he still got the fire yeah. in his belly? Yeah, I still think he does. Look at Jake. Seen, yeah. Jake's the best pitcher in our rotation right now. Oh my god! Right, well, three and one, one point three four ERA. Well, you want to talk about? Let's go, yeah, Jake. Cesar being nervous. Should we be nervous? And you said this about Carson. Aaron Nola. How about it? Sound the alarm right now. Mm. Honestly, fantasy baseball. You buy or sell? I, I'm I'm selling all day long. Selling all day long. He he he's given up. Uh, Tremendous amount of hits already. In Tremendous. His first three, how many outings? Three outings. Didn't we see this before? Ooh. From Cole Hamels. Ugh. Didn't we see this before? Yeah. It's four games, man. I, listen, I get it. I, I and I know, but just saying. Listen, we don't go to the promised land without Aaron Noah being the man who we thought he was yeah, in this you're rotation. Right. You're right. Uh, Jake can't. Jake can't sustain what he's doing right now. Uh, Aaron needs to needs to get back on track. And Pavetta. Ah, did we? We didn't even talk about him. He's a turd. <laughs> Pavetta. I heard an offseason. Oh, Pavetta's going to be the number two. He's got great stuff. He had a 5.23 ERA last year. Well, who the hell annoyed him, the number two guy? Uh, Gabe. Well, this is my point. This is, goes back to questioning. You want to question managers? Holy mackerel. Well, Gabe might have been getting a uh, vag rejuvenation going on. When, uh, oh, dear Lord. <laughs> Or the or the anal bleaching oh. when he was talking about putting Pavetta at number two, but on that note, oh. he's such an elegant. <laughs> on that note, oh, and talker. by the way, Philly's All Star Game 2026, uh, the announcement, which it will be fantastic. And for all you soccer fans, I'm hearing the uh, we maybe get the World Cup that year too, which would be phenomenal. I'll be 51. Uh, yeah, uh, I will. Yeah, you'll be. Wow, you're old. Uh, but uh, 51. Jeez, right? How many years is that? Uh, what? Eight years? Eight years from seven right years? Seven years. All I know is it's going to be fun. We got to go. By that time, I wonder when they're going to start selling tickets. Uh, it'll. I'm sure it'll be soon. Yeah. Knowing that, right? Knowing that home run derby at Citizens Bank Park. Yeah. 
Dude, somebody's going to be hitting out of Citizens Bank Park. But anyway, this great episode again. Thanks for listening. We appreciate all the feedback. It's been great. Uh, at the Heat Ratio on Twitter, at the Heat Ratio on Instagram. Okay, hit us up. Give us a comment. Give us a like. Give us a follow. And give us a damn review on iTunes, man. Been sitting at seven for like six months. You know what I mean? That's 23,000 downloads, and I can't get a review. Come on, people. Up that review game. I'm your host, Tony Cotillo at TKTL23. Joined by, well, not joined, signing off as my co-host at PGHJohn36 and at CoachDizzon365. And we will see you next Wednesday. Peace out.